keep on talking in the free world. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! All hell broke loose at the end of SmackDown. Phone lines are now open. This is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show. Often imitated, never duplicated. 30 minutes before every SmackDown, immediately after every SmackDown. Good evening. Greetings. No salutations? Well, we've got to switch it up every so often, you know? Oh, I thought the head of the table might have had you a little bit flustered. So... We'll get to that. That that is um yeah, we're gonna get there. I'm excited for that one. Keep on talking in the free world. This is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show. Before and after every Friday night SmackDown, the phone lines are open. We're here 30 minutes before every SmackDown and immediately afterward, taking your calls. As always. Call in. We're in the Spotify green room. Share your sign during SmackDown using the hashtag TalkThatTalk, WWW, pardon me, let's start over. Hashtag TalkThatTalk, WWE, SDL. Share your sign. Follow on Twitter. Follow off the hook on Twitter at the signal is busy. All the links are there and the hashtag is there. So... I mean, I have to. I have to resist. I mean, I want to go right into what we just saw, but I know you're gonna rein us in. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna calm down for a second here. Uh, I, I'm very happy that you plan on calming down because uh, we got a lot to talk about. So, if you don't stop talking, I'm gonna tell you to shut up. So, <laughs> we're all fired up tonight. Hey, so that's okay. As you tell me to shut up, at least I know that you've understood what is unsaid, which is acknowledge me. I uh, I have too much to say about that, but that's at the end, so we will get to that after. As always, before you begin, kind sir, Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown, 30 minutes before and immediately after. Phone lines are open, as always. WWE Universe, call in. This is your time to shine. Let us let the world know what you thought. Share your sign during SmackDown. We had two beautiful signs shared during SmackDown tonight. Hashtag Talk That Talk, WWE, SDL, share your sign. So we uh, first of all, so we're in Hershey, Pennsylvania tonight for SmackDown, which uh, is always fun, I guess, if you're a Hershey fan, I guess. Um, of course, the energetic Pat McAfee is back at the desk with Michael Cole, and we start SmackDown with a look back at, I guess you can say, the journey that brought us here uh, for the one event at WrestleMania, which is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. So they sort of went back, they showed you the journey of, of it all with Brock, you know, getting Paul Heyman back. He eventually then, you know, ditching him to go back to Roman Reigns. We see the, the matches that he's had to get to where it leads off in. So that was kind of fun to see that. 
And then uh, we start the show, and of course, Michael Cole is in the ring with Ronda Rousey. And uh, that was, you know, we got a bit of what I, what I, well, what we talked about in the pre-show with, with, you know, Sonya and Charlotte. It didn't fully go my way what I wanted um, as, uh, you know, they sort of helped each other, a little attack on Ronda, but Ronda... Ronda got a bit of, of Sonya there at the end before uh, before she was able to get away, of course. So, Yeah, sorry, Darren. Just a couple of things I want to mention before we go too far. Is that one? Yes, Pat. Uh, nice to just come in and out and do whatever you want, Pat McAfee. I don't know. Uh, you know Reminds me of somebody. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of that, 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 that has to stop. You, you're not, and I actually have a note here to myself to mention that to you. Like, we're not still calling uh, the Beast Incarnate the part-timer. You've seen this guy more now in the last X amount of weeks than you've seen him in your entire life. But back to uh, Pat is that, you know, Super Bowl was one week, not two weeks. I don't know. He took the second week to sober up. But that's fine. He's there. Where's the woman? We need a third person on the desk that needs to be a woman. WWE, we're waiting. Where is the woman on the desk? That's what we need. The WWE uh, is deep, men and women now. Full roster, both sides. Where's the woman on the desk? The other thing I would say is that uh, Pat McAfee showing love to Michael Cole. Call him the greatest, I think, greatest sports commentator of all time. That's what he called him. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I I I I don't know what to say on that. You know I say you know I sing Michael Cole's praises. I do. Uh you know there's JBL, not JBL um JR. Right? And then there's Gorilla Monsoon. So yes. if we're going way back, uh so but Michael Cole, you could argue is the greatest of all time. Uh, I'm not prepared to say whether he is or he isn't, but I know one thing is that, you know, neck and neck for for anyone that's up for discussion. So I do, you know, I, I'm joking about Pat McAfee. Outside of uh, WWE, I have no use for Pat McAfee. I think he's a goof. No use at all. On the desk, I think he does a bang-up job. He's excellent. And, um, yeah, going back to what you were saying, we have Ronda Rousey. I mean, there's a lot going on there, Darren. There's, uh, I'll let you, I mean, do you have anything else to say about that? I want to say a couple things about Ronda on the mic, but did you have anything else to say about that particular match? That, that particular segment, sorry? Well, I think, I, I think, uh, I think Charlotte's a little full of herself here, saying that, uh, she's going to finally get Ronda Rousey to figure out and make her scream. Let's be honest. That's not, that might happen, but Ronda ain't going, no, no screaming here. Charlotte's going to be the one screaming when Ronda's got her in the arm lock. Let's be honest. Well, I think if we're being honest, you know, uh, that's fine. That uh, What I did appreciate was I appreciated the long list of Ronda's accomplishments. And Ronda seems she, like she's at peace now. We've seen her several times since her return. This is the most at peace and comfortable I've seen her. I think that, uh, you know, she took some time away. Uh, started the family. She has her firm, and I think she's really comfortable in her own skin. Not that she wasn't before, but I think she really is now. And she, uh, it feels different. 
it really does feel different and it feels like she's comfortable. So I liked her acknowledging the fact that, you know, she broke one hand and she broke another hand and then uh, she gave birth and then four months removed from giving birth, Ronda Rousey's in the ring punching her ticket to WrestleMania. I like the fact that she listed that off because it has to be said, I mean, it's extremely impressive. Um and then I also like the fact that, you know, anyone who followed Ronda Rousey from the beginning, I mean, I followed Ronda Rousey when she was with Strike Force even and nothing to do with wrestling and uh, showing some love to her mother. Her mother's extremely impressive. So not to mention that uh, uh, Ronda Rousey was raised by a single mother. Her mother is an engineer, got her PhD. Uh, did she, world, uh, she was the world champion. I don't think she went to the Olympics, world champion. And then... You know, on a more somber note, I don't want to get too depressed this evening, but it does have to be said. They're not going to say it on on the show tonight, and Rhonda's not going to acknowledge it. But, you know, Rhonda at a young age, I think 10, uh, her father committed suicide, and she was the one who found him. And uh, I don't people don't talk about that very much, and that's something I want to dwell on this evening to put uh, too much of a, a damper on the evening. But it is something that needs to be acknowledged on. This is someone who went through... Uh, an incomprehensible tragedy at that young age. And by all accounts, her and her father were the best friends. Not that her and her mother weren't close, but her and her father were best friends. And then for her to be the one to find him and then for that to happen and her to persevere and be where she is today, you know, it is, well, it's commendable. It's commendable. It's, she's a role model for men and women. So, so go ahead. So, sorry, just to interrupt you for two seconds. Uh, her dad, uh, he drove down to a pond that the family frequently visited, and it was at that spot he chose to take his own life by carbon monoxide poisoning, and she was eight. Eight. So, I mean, it, it's it's incomprehensible. So, you know, my heart goes out to Rhonda on on that front, and I mean, you know, talk about trailbla- trailblazer. It's, we could go on and on and on. Now, that being said, there is no pivoting from that. You know, our heart goes out to eternally for that. And she gets the utmost respect for me at all times, yesterday, today, tomorrow. When it comes to wrestling, this is, Rhonda can't hold a candle to uh, Charlotte Flair. Come on, man. Charlotte Flair is on another, in another galaxy. Charlotte Flair is a hundred times the wrestler that Ronda Rousey will ever be. And they're, the irony is, is that Rhonda said she's going to be the first one to make Charlotte tap. It is going to be figure eight, and Rhonda's going to be tapping. No question. 100%. Take it to the bank. And that's the main event of night one, right? Stupidest thing of all time. Well, this will be a common theme for this evening and going through. Two-night WrestleMania is not WrestleMania. There's, there's, no, there's no two nights to the Super Bowl. There's no two nights to the World Cup. Fun. Like, this is a one-night event. It's, it's, it, ha- it must be stopped. The WWE Universe has to impose their will. This must be stopped. But anyway. All right. And then we head into the back where we see the New Day riding their four-wheeler. That uh, is a gift to uh, Big E, if I'm not mistaken, is what they said. Um, and we see them riding around. And then um, we they do make their way to the ring where we find out that they will be facing the Los Lotharius. Um, it goes to commercial. We come back from commercial and we see that Sonia and Adam Pierce are in the back and uh, 
watching a replay of what just went down between Sonya and Ronda Rousey, and that is where Adam Pearce uh, informs Sonya that next week on SmackDown, she will go one-on-one with Ronda Rousey. And uh, so I look forward to that. But uh, And then we head back to the ring with uh, the New Day versus Los Lotharios. And now, Shane, you know this for for the last few weeks, that these these two teams have had outstanding matches. And I got to say, this was another one. It kept me on my toes. I was very excited to watch it. And just watching these two teams go at one another, I, I can't get enough of this match. And I really hope that WWE doesn't overdo it with it. But I do enjoy watching these four go head-to-head with each other. And I think it was fantastic. You know, the kiss cam, you know, um, I I thought it was quite funny uh, that, you know, Angel Garza, you know, rips his pants off, throws them in the face of of Kofi Kingston, you know. Um, So I thought, in general, this was a great match. And a shout out to Biggie. Happy birthday as his birthday is on Tuesday. So of course you and I will not have a show that day, but happy birthday to Big E for uh for that day. And just a side note, if anybody was paying attention during SmackDown, I know I am. Um Michael Cole did uh, announce that there is an interview with three of the latest black man champions, something in that terminology. Uh, with Bobby Lashley, Biggie, and Kofi Kingston, they sit down with Byron Saxton. So uh, I will uh, I'll update you on Monday regarding how that is. But I do uh, fancy watching that show. Shane, what are your thoughts on this match? When is the? Sorry, just be before I comment on that. So I missed. Uh, so it is currently on that. YouTube now. Couple- so it's a sit down with Kofi Kingston, Biggie, and Bobby Lashley. They sit down with Byron Saxton. Um, and it's, he said something in regards to something about either the latest in the black men champion, something in that line. It's something to do with that, uh, sort of way. And uh, it's on YouTube. So, uh, so it's already, the, the interview's already happened, happened and you can, you can go and watch it on YouTube. Yes. I mean, that's, that's interesting. Something that uh, I'll definitely check out as well. So that's something that we can talk about in the news on Monday. Talk that talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown, before and after every Raw, before and after every WWE pay-per-view, 30 minutes before and immediately after. Phone lines are always open. For just to quickly circle back to, you know, didn't give Charlotte enough love for orchestrating you know, Sonya Deville coming in, even though Sonya might want to claim that it was her idea, that was Charlotte orchestrating all that. Charlotte looked magnificent coming down the ramp, of course. Like you saw the, I like the fact that uh, we got a close up of the fans. I mean, it was only, it felt like just the other day where, you know, we're talking empty buildings. And now, I mean, I don't want us to take it for granted. Not saying anyone is, but I want everyone to take a moment to appreciate because there was a long, there was a long, period of time where Charlotte was on the mic and there were close-ups of her on the ramp and all the fans were there and just take it in everybody that, you know, appreciate it because we've all seen how quickly it can go away. And then of course, savvy Sonia, cheap shots, Ronda Rousey, which I love. Ronda got the last laugh there, but Charlotte orchestrated that as far as the, 
New Day and the Lethal Lovers, if you will. And how about the lucky lady in the crowd? I mean, come on, man. You buy a ticket to see a show and you got the Lethal Lovers there for you? Congratulations. Not bad at oh. all. That's uh, that's something you'll always remember. <laughs> exactly, man. You're welcome. And then, uh, happy birthday, Big E. I love the ATV. I really thought, I really thought he had me there. I thought he was going to run him over, man. I really thought, I thought, this yeah. is it. Party over. Thankfully, he did not. You don't want to spend your uh, birthday in prison for vehicular homicide. So that was a good choice by Big E. But on a wrestling note, the talent level where I love tag team wrestling. I love tag team wrestling. I really do. I, but an important part of tag team wrestling traditionally are also managers. So a couple things I want to see. Uh, I don't, to your point, I don't want to see the same tag teams wrestling each other over and over again, regardless of how phenomenal the matches are, because they definitely, I agree. They're definitely phenomenal, but I, I want some, ma- where are the managers? I want all tag teams to have managers and the the lethal lovers grab one of the lucky ladies out of the crowd, give her a job. She's the manager. Uh, We need managers and we need more tag teams and the lethal lovers are a good tag team, man. They're very capable, but one other thing I want to mention too. So what is the deal with Xavier? As anyone who listens to talk that talk, you know, I'm, I'm on, obviously, I try to stay away from some of the outside of wrestling rumors, if you will. So I honestly do not know the situation with Xavier Woods, but what is the situation? Is he injured? Is he done? Or what's happening? Do we know? He he does have a leg injury of some kind. Um That's all I can tell you right now, that he does have, a, he is suffering a leg injury at the moment. All right, and sorry, um, and I think I'm I'm thinking I'm remembering how, remembering how to pronounce his name correctly. Is it Didi? Didi's it in Didi. the house. What's happening, Didi? You got anything Didi. to say? I think Didi's calling from Haiti, if I remember correctly as well. Is he? He is indeed. Nice to see you, Didi. We'd love to hear from you. Come at any time. Whenever you want to speak, please let us know. Here he is. Good evening, my friend. How are you? Hello. How are you doing, guys? You know... Darren, you know, guys, I gotta be there because I know. So it's like I don't know. It's like you know, being like my my coach now because I have to listen to the news of the I mean of the football. But guys, you good? Everything's good, man. Glad to yeah, have we're you good here. We are good. Well, perfect. So it seems like it seems like today we're not talking about football. It seems like you're talking about like other things. I know so. So get me in the point. We 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 we've never been talking about football. We've been talking about the WWE. Didi, you got us mixed up. Didi, please don't tell us you're. This is supposed to be the only. This is supposed to be the only green room that you're coming in. Don't tell us that you're going into other green rooms. We're only coming. I thought you were loyal to the WWE green room. Now I'm hearing you're talking about football. Now, when you say football, you mean soccer. Yeah, no, 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 guys. I, it seems like you, 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 <laughs> you don't really talk about soccer. I know what's going on. You don't really talk about soccer. Do you used to take? No. Did you watch SmackDown tonight? 
Oh, you want me to talk about soccer? Yeah, there are a lot of things that I have to talk if it's soccer because I know a lot of things about soccer. No, did you watch no, SmackDown? Did you? Go SmackDown. Ahead, SmackDown. We're talking WWE here tonight. This is the post show for Friday Night SmackDown. Did you yeah. watch SmackDown? All right, we'll let Darren lead us through. Didi, chi- I don't get it, guys. Chime in anytime you want. We're talking WWE SmackDown tonight, wrestling. Chime in anytime you want. We're, that's what we're talking about. Darren, bring us through. Glad to have you here, Didi. Take it away, Darren. Um, so, well, you, you were, we were discussing the New Day's match, and you were, you were going on um, before Didi came in. So I do want to let you finish. Do you have anything else to add to that match before I move on? No, all I was saying is that I want managers for both teams. Phenomenal match. To your point, I don't want to see this beat to death. Um, and I just want to see the tag team division continue to expand. That's what I want to see. We'll see where it goes. Um, th- that's pretty much it. Man, happy birthday to Big E. That's it. I do uh, one thing. I do miss Bootios because, um, you know, Bootios, they make sure that you ain't booty. So just a shout out to the good old Bootios. Well, it's funny you say that. So now that you say that, uh, I'm going to make a promise next week on SmackDown. I'll save it for SmackDown so it'll be one show away because we'll have Raw Monday for Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show on the pre-show when we share our sign. Tonight I have my belt with the sign. I might have a couple boxes of bootios kicking around that I'll display with my sign next week. Excellent. Gotta love them because you ain't going to be booty if you have that. So then we move on to uh, the Usos in the back with a surprise guest in uh, Sam Roberts before it goes to commercial. Um, Toucan Sam. Yeah, and uh, Pat McAfee was very excited about that. Uh, um, and then we, uh, I, I didn't fully get the name of this, but I was just excited, man. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boobs. In a Toyota Tundra on some kind of road trip. Um, I, I thought it was just a little fun. I just was excited to see Rick Boobs. Rick Boobs, a.k.a. Titty Tom. <laughs> What's happening, Jacob? Welcome, my friend. Weigh in anytime. Uh, yeah, Sam Roberts. Listen, I got love for Sam Roberts, actually. I do. Sam Roberts has been doing a long time. Sam Roberts is deep in the game. He's been there a long, long time. Uh, similar to Peter Rosenberg. I think Sam Roberts, I don't know who was there first. Maybe, I don't know who, to be honest. But uh, he has been doing it a long time. Yeah. So, we'll, but we haven't seen much of him. I don't know what kind of role they're going to have him in now that he popped up. But uh, we shall see. Huh? It was fun to see him. It was fun I do, to I see him. I love, I, love, I, love, um, I, love Sam. I like to see him drag him out to the ring and slap the shit out of him a few times too, if I'm being honest. Well, hey, that might happen. So then we come back from commercial after our fun time with Rick and uh, or Titty Tom, depending on who you want to call him, and Shinsuke to a WrestleMania uh, commercial advertisement. And at the end of that commercial, we find out that WrestleMania is just a short 36 days away. So we're getting closer, my friend. We're getting closer. We are. We're we're on the road to WrestleMania, but again... um, once we arrive there, we'll all be on top of the world. Any wrestling fans, and you know, ironically enough, begrudgingly, we'll probably be thankful in a strange way for a two-night WrestleMania after we watch the first night, because whether we're happy or sad or agree or disagree, we get another night 
So in that regard, we will be happy in the moment. There's no question. As much griping as I do, and I'm going to gripe now, is that it is the two-day WrestleMania, it definitely takes away from the prestige of the event. The event is the most prestigious event in sports, period. Not up for debate. And you've, and you've, you've diluted Absolutely. it. You've diluted it. And yeah. as always, for the sake uh, of making a buck, the almighty dollar, that's why you've diluted it. I have, it's, it's terrible. So meanwhile, you have this just unbelievable brand in NXT and a, a pay-per-view on the night before all normal pay-per-views for WWE you had NXT TakeOver, which, you know, had a huge light shined on it. And people would argue month in and month out is take was TakeOver better than the WWE pay-per-view event. And anyway, they've just, I'm, I do believe we will see it return to one night and one night only. I do believe that will happen and I, it can't happen soon enough. But again, ironically enough, Darren, I believe has won the road to WrestleMania. I do believe when we're in the moment while we're watching it, I don't know. I, I, this, I do want to hear your thoughts on this before we move on is that I don't know how you felt last year, but just kind of thinking about this year while we're watching it on the Saturday, do you think that you're going to be thinking to yourself as much as I hate two day WrestleMania? Wow. We got another WrestleMania tomorrow. No, okay. definitely not. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not like, it, it, it's all it's a it's a one day event. I don't care what anybody says. It is a one day event, like you say. the The Super Bowl is not a two day show. You know, we don't stop at halftime and finish the third and fourth quarter on the next day. It doesn't work that way. You know, the same with the World Cup. We don't stop at halftime and finish the second half the next day. It's not supposed to go this way. WrestleMania has been a one-day event from the day it started. It needs to go back to a one-day event. And to be honest with you, after Saturday, no offense to the WWE and all of wrestling fans, I'm pissed off because I have to wait now another day to see the rest of it. Why can't we just go back to one day on the Sunday? Call it a day. That is it. Because now we've gypped NXT out of NXT TakeOver. We're not getting one because some clown in the WWE has decided to be like, well, we got to make it two days. No. No, thank you. I'm not all for it. So we, we let me just say, we agree 100%. And, and I mean, you know, and I know that you and I were completely pissed off and disgusted. As I think, I think if we were to poll the universe, I think the majority would agree that having a two-day WrestleMania is not the path that the WWE should be taking based on everything we just said. However, as I just said that, you know, watching the first night, are we going to be thinking that we're looking for the second night? And, and I may amend that because I'm just sort of going by what I thought I was thinking last year. But I think you are right in the fact that I think while I, at the end of it, while I was watching it, I might have been thinking, oh, well, we got another day. But to your point, I think what I was really thinking is that the exact opposite. It's like watching, you know, it's like if someone made you watch a movie in two parts. Meanwhile, you go into the movie theater expecting to see the entire movie. And then halfway through it, they say to be continued and you got to come back the next day. So, yes, you are right. You are right. Now that I think about last year, I'm like after the Saturday night ended, I wasn't feeling like, wow, I have another night tomorrow. Basically, what I was feeling like is I just watched 
the pre-show for WrestleMania. That's what exactly. I feel like, despite what they try to sell us. Yep. It is exactly. so fucking so, bad. And it's like, I'm be, we're being calm now, but yep. it's just now that I'm getting irritated about it, it's so fucking bad. It's so wrong. It's so fucking stupid. It should not happen. You've just taken an absolute fucking no. brilliant thing and ruined it. Yeah. And it's and it, it's it's got to go back to uh, to one night, Sunday night. You know, Hall of Fame Friday, NXT TakeOver Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. Let's get this back to the way it was and let WWE fans enjoy what we want to enjoy. And that's the way we want it. So, you know what? Hopefully they listen to us. Hopefully somebody will change this soon and we'll go back to the way it was. Moving on. We have to, we have to listen. The mission has to begin. So it has to begin like, like I advocated at the beginning of every talk that talk is that there's a, a woman needs to be on the desk. There needs to be three people on the desk and one of them a woman. That needs to be a movement. After this WrestleMania, this is my commitment this evening. Just like I committed many uh, shows ago that every show I would advocate for and I will not stop talking about it. There needs to be a third person on both desks that's a woman. I know on Raw we already have uh, Raw we already have three. Who are the three? Uh, Corey, Jimmy, Jimmy, that's his name. Corey, right? And Byron. We need. Well, first of all, Jimmy can fuck off somewhere, and then I'd like to see the woman in the middle, and I'd like to see. I know we were talking about Corey. You're talking about Corey Graves' natural progression to go over to the middle, which I think is a valid point. But I think we might lose some of his banter. So I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see the woman run the show on Raw, and Michael Cole, of course, is, is the king to run the show on SmackDown, and we get a woman uh, on the desk to the flank of Michael Cole. And the other thing after this WrestleMania, I'm not going to start it now because, you know, even though I'm going to gripe about the two day WrestleMania all the way through, but after WrestleMania, every single talk that talk before and after moving forward, one day WrestleMania, that's what we're advocating for. We're going to hashtag it one day WrestleMania, every show we're going to talk about that until we get it. And to your point, it needs to be hall of fame, NXT takeover WrestleMania. That's it. Good. Yep, we'll do it. No problem with that. Now, moving on. We got uh, we go back to the back um, with Sheamus and Ridge Holland in the back with the New Day on their uh, their four wheeler and uh, Sheamus blabbering on about nonsense. Um, and New Day just yeah, see you later and drove off. And I thought, good job, New Day, for doing that because nobody really needs to hear Sheamus blabbering on about nonsense. So, and Sheamus was not happy about that. No, and I have no use. I mean, you know, Sheamus needs to get organized. Man, he's going to end up the way of Cesaro, wrestling at gas stations and car washes. And then we go uh, to another area of the back where we've got Sam Roberts in the back with the Usos, and uh, they do discuss the contract signing that's happening tonight between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And, uh, and then they go on to talk about the Viking Raiders, about being smelly. Um, before they, the Usos, are attacked by the Viking Raiders. So that was always fun to see. Yeah, I got to be honest. So right before that, I didn't see that. So my, I had a little technical difficulty over here. And then when it came back on, it, it kind of froze. And then I saw someone on the ground, and I didn't know what. So I had no idea what happened. I was just waiting for you to tell me. So I didn't know any of that. The smelly stuff, whatever. I'm not here for that kind of talk. That's not my cup of tea. I'm just kind of. I'm not even acknowledge that. Then, as far as 
the Viking Raiders. So I guess, is it fair to say that was reciprocation for uh, the Usos showing a little brotherly love to the Viking Raiders at Elimination Chamber? So I suppose a little tit for tat. Showed out Rick Boobs. And I don't know. Like I said, the Usos have bigger fish to fry, man. The Raiders have had too many kicks at the can. They're not on... They're not on that level. From, you know, as far as on the ground, the Usos are superior. As far as outside the ring, the Usos Usos are superior. Uh, Just overall ring awareness, Usos are superior. And then on the, off the ropes, the Usos, you know, leaps and bounds. I'm done with this. Done with this. Well, you know, we could have been done with it if, uh, you know, two two certain people would have, you know, gone in the ring and dealt with it like men at Elimination Chamber. But, uh, and uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They didn't want to. But how many times, but Darren, okay, in all seriousness, how many times do you want the Usos to give the So is it one of these things where the Usos are supposed to give the Raiders uh, like as many kicks at the can as uh, until they, you know, fluke out a win just by law of averages? Is that what's supposed to happen here? But like, we, we, like we've discussed before, what other tag teams are there? Unfortunately, this is a valid point. Is that so for... Anyone out there, we need now. I don't want to see this, so this is not what I'm saying. But you know, for Cesaro, for example, if you were looking to make your, you couldn't, you, you can't find your way on your own, and apparently, nor can Sheamus. So when they had their tag team, although I was not a huge fan of this, they are both fantastic wrestlers and big boys, and they did some damage. And I believe they held the belts, did they not? Sheamus and Cesaro, the bar, yes, they did, yeah. So you know, my point is, is that I don't like to see wrestlers slap together, but, you know, there's an opportunity. And on top of that, for any wrestlers and aspiring wrestlers out there, you know, there's an opportunity here to make your way into the WWE as tag teams because there's room. There's definitely room. Like, right now, if we're talking tag teams, and yeah, these guys are slapped together by the looks of it, you know, you've got the only ones that other that you could really put in a match against the Usos, since we're sick of the Viking Raiders doing it, yet they're the only legit tag team out there, would be Holland and Sheamus, or, you know, Wasabi and, and Happy Corbin. And, and those are the only four guys you're going to do, or you're going to go back to giving it to the New Day, or you go to the Lost Lotharios. So that's it. Those are your only options at this point. And what do you do? You know, New Day had their run for ages on end constantly. And we've seen that match with the Usos many, many times, just like we've seen the Viking Raiders and the Usos many, many times. So if we're sick of those, your next option is either Los Lotharios, Rich Holland and Sheamus, or Wasabi and... uh, and uh, Happy Corbin. Those are your guys. I don't want to see Brendan Schaub in the WWE ever again. Uh, I don't want to see Holland in the WWE ever again. I want to see Sheamus on his own. Now that Cesaro's gone, I want to see uh, Happy Corbin uh, turn back to Baron Corbin. I want to see... So, the New Day, the Usos... 
the Viking Raiders do have a place, but they're just not on that level. And then uh, the Lethal Lovers, man, they're in the mix. So, uh, you know, let the Viking Raiders, as new tag teams, try to come on the scene. Uh, did you ever see the fighter, Mark Wahlberg? Officer on the scene. Officer yes. on the scene. Remember that line? <laughs> Yeah, yes. so let the let new tag teams come on the scene, officer on the scene, and let the Viking Raiders be the gatekeepers. You know, you got to get through those bad boys. Accept your role or get out of the WWE. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna win the titles. You're not. You're not on that level. You're not, and you're just not. The, well, the Los Lotharios would slap the shit out of the Viking Raiders every day of the week, and they're even though they're fantastic, they're still a step below. The Usos in the New Day. And is it even considered the New Day anymore? Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but they don't even introduce them as the New Day anymore. I did not notice that. They don't? They do not. Yet it comes up as it's a New Day. Yes, it is. But when they introduce them, they introduce them to get, they come out together, but they are not the New Day. It's Kofi Kingston and Big E, and that is it. I don't like that because we all know that New Day rocks new, and that chant was going strong new tonight. But they rocks. still do not introduce them as the new day. But we've got to move on. We do. So tune then- in next. Talk that talk. The official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown. Phone lines are open thirty minutes before and immediately after. Tune in next Friday. We'll be here before and after Raw as well. But just sticking to SmackDown next Friday. And uh, make sure you share your sign using hashtag talk that hashtag talk that talk WWE SDL. Share your sign and look out for mine with the bootios. Excellent. So then we go back. Then we go into a snippet, uh, a video of the matches of Aaliyah and Natalia, um, which then leads us into Zia Lee in the back. And she was talking a lot of smack. To, about Natalia tonight, and she was quite confident in herself tonight as she uh, as it led into her debut match against Natalia. Um, as we did see, Natalia enters the ring holding up the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, I thought Zia Lee was very impressive tonight, and uh, that spinning heel kick to Natalia was some kick, and... Uh, Good for Zia Lee on uh, her performance tonight. Yeah, she looked good. What was the stat? First Chinese woman to... I, 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 missed, I missed that, it, it too. I didn't, um, sorry, I didn't hear that either. Yeah, it was the first Chinese woman. I don't know if it was the first Chinese woman in the WWE. Because I don't... I, I don't Can't be. Isn't Oscar Chinese? Isn't, isn't Oscar Chinese? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is I wasn't sure of the stat, and I didn't want to rewind because I didn't. I had the technical difficulty earlier. And but she was the first Chinese mm. woman. There was an accomplishment there. And forgive us because we have to go back and figure out what that stat was because she was the first Chinese woman ever to compete in a WWE ring. There you go. So I mean, I know that we've had many uh, women in the WWE. Ah, sorry. Oscar is Japanese. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that we had many women in the WWE of Asian descent. I and I wasn't I, I would I couldn't swear by it, but when I when they said that, I was pretty sure they said first Chinese woman to compete in WWE. But what I wasn't sure because it trailed off is SmackDown. 
I didn't know, or did it say WWE? So now we know. And because I had a feeling that, um, and, um, what was the, uh, another high flyer, uh, of Asian descent? And I don't know. I'm, I think she was Japanese as well. That, um, oh, you mean, um, from NXT and then, and then, uh, left. Yes. I know who you're talking about. And I just seen her the other day there too in the news. Um, talk to me about Zaylee and I'll get you your info. Yeah, so I mean, Zaylee's impressive, man. Like, and she's, you know, she's got a strong build to her. She's got an athletic build to her. I mean, she's got moves, obviously. And she's got, what I like about her, she's got an edge to her. And, and so to me, you know, she's dangerous because uh, she's ambitious. She's a trailblazer, obviously. Uh, physical build. Like I said, she's got an athletic, solid build and uh, great wrestling moves. But the special ingredient that I feel she has, I mean, maybe time will tell. She feels like she has a bit of pieces. So she's got a little bit of edge to her and she's a go-getter. So I don't think she's going to be fooling around with Natalia much, you know, for very long. I think she's looking to take out people here and there. And I think she's going to make a jump pretty quick and have a crack at, you know, uh, the upper echelon, if you will, how soon she'll get that. I'm So I guess what I'm saying is that I'm expecting after WrestleMania, when we have our road to WrestleMania set, after WrestleMania, when the dust settles, I'd say that she's going to be in the mix trying to forge her way, and she could be a problem. She could be a big problem for a lot of people. She could be. And the person you were talking about was Kyrie Sane. That's Thane. right. Um, and we also, speaking of Asian descent, uh, wrestlers in the WWE, we've also got to give a shout out to Io Shirai in NXT. Yeah, who also is phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then we go after that, we go and take a look back at the Intercontinental Championship match that happened last Friday between Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn um, before in Zayn in the membrane. Before Sami Zayn makes his way out uh, to the ring for his Intercontinental Championship celebration. And how about so we have to take a pause for the cause. Sorry to interrupt, but you know, let's talk about Sammy's hairdo. My man was looking slick. He had that dippity do all in the hair, slick back, looking like a throwback to nineteen eighties. How about it? Suit was just fuck. Forget Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins. That's all about insane in the membrane. He was suited and booted. He had the flashy Puff Daddy suit. Plus, he had the dippity-doo going in his hair. What else do you want from this guy? He's on fire. He was indeed. Um, and uh, he uh, he did you know, say that he would give Shinsuke Nakamura a rematch, but he says that his knee is blown out, supposedly. Or he would give anybody a rematch. And, uh, well, somebody did acknowledge that. And by that, I mean the jackass himself in Johnny Knoxville, who did come out and won a title chance where Sami Zayn said no and then attacks him with two halluva kicks. Yeah, and should have been 17 halluva kicks. Uh, You know, I'm not even going to acknowledge this guy's name Uh, in real life. Meaning, not that wrestling is not real because it's 100% real. When I say real life, I mean his own real life outside of the WWE real life. Is that this guy, I have no use for that type of scene, humor, 
nonsensical foolishness. Never watched even one iota of a second of it in my life. Guy's a complete loser. He does not belong anywhere near the WWE ring. Uh, like I said, should have been uh, 787 Haluga kicks. And he should have splashed a little dippity-doo gel in his eyes, blinded him. I'm done with him. No use. And when I say blind, I'm just temporarily blinded him. Let's not get crazy. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm not a huge fan of Johnny Knoxville, and we've talked about that many times. Uh, we don't have the time nor the patience for him. So with that being said, uh, I just hope he doesn't really um, have... Hopefully there's no match coming for WrestleMania because uh, I, I don't want to see that, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, and sorry, just to... Yeah, so let's be honest. Obviously, I'm joking about the... I'm not joking about the dippy-doo in the eyes. Give him the little dippy-doo, a little splash of gel in the eyes. Obviously, we don't want to see anyone blinded. It's a, Like I said, it's a joke. But the point is, is that the fact that he's even in the mix is concerning to me because here you have Sami Zayn, who, again, another technically sound wrestler and who's been doing it a long time. Another Canadian wrestler. Listen, him and Kevin Owens started wrestling together in gyms in high schools. And you're talking about a guy who's been here for a long time. What's up, DeAndre? Welcome to the Spotify Green Room. Official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown. Talk that talk. If you want to speak, we'd love to hear from you. We're talking about Sami Zayn. Listen. This guy's been doing it a long time, and he finally, Shinsuke is no joke. Shinsuke was a formidable champion. Sami Zayn finally overcomes the hurdle, gets the strap, and then comes out, like I said, in his suit, had the hair slicked back, and then he lowers himself to even acknowledge this guy. If Sami Zayn is reduced to having to defend his belt against the likes of this loser after climbing to the top of the mountain, it's disgraceful. He shouldn't waste a second with this guy. It's beneath him, so far beneath him. I was actually kind of disappointed, even though he slapped him around. He shouldn't have even acknowledged him. So I wasn't happy with that at all. I did feel like that Sami Zayn had his moment, an opportunity for his moment. He was dressed to impress. He was ready for anything. And I was expecting somebody to challenge him to a real match, not nonsensical foolishness. It was disappointing. I was pissed off about that completely, actually. That was one of the things I think we talked about on the pre-show was that, you know, hoping that all heck would break loose on that show. And it turned out, yeah, it broke loose. But he really did lower himself, even engaging with him, I thought. For sure. For sure he did. And uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything that we should have been um, uh, – that we should have had to have watched. Uh, and so it um, – sorry – um, DeAndre just gave us a follow out so thank you DeAndre for the follow muchly appreciated for that hope to see you back again soon uh, it's alright if you missed the whole uh, Smackdown don't worry about it but uh, next time you watch either Raw or Smackdown come and join us um, yeah DeAndre if you're still there and you're listening I know Darren's communicating with in the chat is that this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show. We're here 30 minutes before and at 30 minutes before Raw and SmackDown and immediately afterward. And then if you want to give a follow on Twitter, off the hook at the signal is busy is the Twitter handle. During the show, we're live tweeting. 
And we started this evening with our first night, actually. Hashtag Talk That Talk, WWE for tonight, SDL, share your sign. And then Monday, WWE Raw, share your sign. We had a couple nice pictures out there sharing your sign, watching the show. Absolutely. Where are we at now, Darren? Um, I'm sorry? Where are we at now on the show? We are headed to the Black History Month um, video which uh, I think was the right man to to acknowledge. Not that I'm saying you know the others weren't, but uh, we know the work that Titus O'Neil does um, within WWE, and they really they really profiled uh, his own charity work that he does on his own and with his own family foundation, the Bullard Family Foundation. Um, so, and he keeps you know it, it helps you know failing uh hillsborough county schools uh he he does a lot with the schools there and the work that he puts in and the charity and the money that he he donates so good on titus o'neill and we also saw that at the elimin i believe it was the elimination chamber weekend for the special olympics how he he ran that event and just the faces on those kids for all the superstars that went out there that day to hang out to play games with uh with those kids so Good on Titus O'Neil and uh, good job WWE for uh, for highlighting him tonight. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Hey. Yeah, my battery died hey. over there. So. Uh, yeah, we spoke about Titus O'Neil many times, and he's someone that, you know, this guy is a stand-up guy. You can tell just by everything that we've seen and heard about Titus O'Neil. He's a pure soul. He's a kind-hearted person, uh, top to bottom. And everything that he does in his life, it feels like he's doing it from his heart because he wants to, not for money, not for fame, not for fortune, but you know, it's who he is. And I forget, we'll have to, I do want to circle back. I want to start, I want to start highlighting specific people in the future to have a little bit more time to talk about him. But I think his life story, if I recall, uh, vaguely, I recall some of the details, but I mean, he has a pretty phenomenal life story. Anyway, stand up guy and uh, a role model for everybody. No question. I love, I love Titus O'Neill. And uh, just a just a thing on here. Um, just a few weeks ago, the Bullard Foundation donated one hundred twenty-seven thousand five hundred dollars to a charity called Metro Ministries. So good on them for that. Yeah, I mean he, he's an impressive guy, man. He's an impressive guy. All around, he is an impressive guy and someone that should be acknowledged regularly. The thing that, you know, I was kind of torn about was that, you know, he's a physical specimen. I don't know if he played football. I think he went to LSU. I can't remember now. He's from Louisiana, I think. I could be wrong about that. But, I mean, he's a physical specimen. He's a big boy. So, from a wrestling standpoint, I always wanted him to enjoy 
a lot of success because I like them. And you know, he's a he's a monster. Any of the big boys like the Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, Titus O'Neils, you always root. You know, you're always rooting for them to succeed. It didn't really come to fruition, but I think I think in a strange way, it was the universe saying it's a blessing in disguise because he was always doing charitable work. But you know, I think his calling is to dedicate well, it appears now all of his time to his charitable work. So. You can't give enough love to Titus O'Neil. I would like to see him from time to time, though, get back in the ring because he's such a big boy. I'd like to see him throw a few people, throw a few people around from time to time. Me personally, for sure. And he's uh, he's from Boynton Beach, Florida, and he went to the University oh, of Florida. I Just, for uh, some reason, I had him pegged for LSU. I can't remember why, but did he play football there? I believe he did. Right? He 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 played football in Florida. Yeah. Okay. So we move on to uh, the back where we see Adam and uh, and Sami Zayn in the back. Just uh, Sami's all excited and uh, about that, and doesn't want, of course, doesn't want a, a match with uh, Johnny Knoxville. Um, and then Ricochet comes out from nowhere and decides, well, hey, you want a challenger? You're, you know, you want to give, you want a challenge for the United for the Intercontinental Championship? So Ricochet offers a. Uh, a match. He, he, you know, he, he says, yes, I would like to give you a match for that. So we will see what happens next week um, with regarding to that. But then ladies and gentlemen, the biggest, the biggest part of the night I'd have to say, and that is in the words of Michael Cole is it's boss time. Our girl Sasha Banks returned tonight. I had a feeling, man, and uh, hand to God, I did not look online. I had no idea that like, I didn't hear any tremblings or anything else. I just had a feeling that the road, it's the road to WrestleMania. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if she wasn't there tonight but showed up next week, but it felt like the road to WrestleMania, like the, the clock was ticking. So, I mean, when that music hits, it's a legit boss. It's, it's the legit boss. I would argue, you know, it that's is. the best entrance for me. For sure. So she did face uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Um, and uh, Naomi did come out and she joined uh, Michael and Pat at commentary. So before we go into the end of all what happened at the end there with them, uh, what do you think of the match first? Listen, I was just happy to see the legit boss back in the mix. Okay. So, you know, the thing that works against her is her size. Right. So it does, it does work yeah. against her. There's no, like, there's no getting around that. However, uh, she's honed her wrestling skills. She's a phenomenal wrestler, even though she suffered some injuries. Like when I say durable, she's been in there with the biggest and baddest. And we've talked about this before. And I Jack's tossing her around. She can take a licking and keep on ticking. So Sasha Banks is, you know, a one in both of our books. So what I think of it, I thought, you know, I was happy to see her back. I'm always appreciative of Sasha's wrestling skills. I, I kind of, so I, I was happy on all fronts. However, the part that I really want to get to is what unfolded afterward and kind of how we feel about this. Yeah. Give me, sorry, give me two yeah. seconds. I just want to say something on that match. Um, and even Michael Cole touched on this uh, briefly. She came out with some new moves tonight um, and they were quite impressive, to be honest with you. And you know what? And again, I'm guilty of this. Is that uh, during this match? Anyway, there was just a couple, a couple of distractions uh, for me that uh, I didn't see. So 
I, I didn't see the new moves at all. So actually, I kind of wanted to take a moment here now for you to tell me about it. I'm going to have to go watch the replay because, uh, or I certainly would have spoke on it because I know her moves in my mind, like the moves that I'm used to seeing. What were some of the new moves? Because uh, I didn't see a lot of a lot of new moves with the knees. You know, um, like a, a she basically. I, I don't even know how to explain it really, but. Um, they, it was a move with the knees where she would bring Shotzi down using her knees and flip her back. And uh, there was some nice knee uh, knee jump kick things with the knees. It was all new fancy knee stuff, let's put it this way. But it worked, and it got the job done. And I think, you know, she uh, she keeps going with these new moves. It'll be it'll be very entertaining to watch, uh, you know, along with her, her, uh, her old her old caliber of moves as well. So I enjoyed it. It was nice to see that she came out with some new moves and uh, let's hope she keeps them in her repertoire as she moves forward on the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. I like to hear that. So I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I mean, this is why I talk that talk is a special show in the fact that, you know, this is uh, myself and Darren talking right now, but you have callers coming in and out. This is the opportunity for the WWE universe to call in there's a lot of things on people's minds that they want to talk about as far as the actual matches go and wrestling in general. But what I love about uh, what we like to chat about is the actual wrestling. So I really appreciate you bringing that up because like I said, I missed that. Um, not that I wasn't attentive during Sasha Banks's match because I was, but I had a couple times I had to look away. So uh, from a wrestling standpoint, I'm encouraged to see that. That's, that's what that tells me is this, you know, I wondered at the beginning of uh, the talk that talk, the pre-show was that, you know, where, where is Sasha Banks? What's going on? What's she doing? And, you know, where's her head at? Where's her future at? But I mean, if her return after a recent absence introduces new moves then clearly whatever she's been doing, part of what she's been doing is honing her wrestling skills and keeping her eyes on the prize, which is very, very encouraging, not surprising, but very encouraging because even when she was, you know, in full on, uh, I would say quote unquote wrestling mode, like a well-oiled machine where there weren't any absences, it was still, there wasn't a lot of introduction of new moves to my recollection. In the beginning we saw a repertoire and it was just kind of repeated. It was for sure, um, but she she looks good. She she what she brought out tonight with those new moves um, was very interesting to see. And uh, you know, both Michael Cole and Pat McAfee did uh, did bring that up, so it was fun to watch. But what I do want to get to is the end of this. Um, before sorry to cut you off one sec. Before you get into it, you got you got me thinking now, man. Like there's a lot of things now with listen. For all the callers and all the WWE Universe, Talk That Talk is the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every SmackDown Live. We're here 30 minutes before and immediately after. But I really, really loved what we've introduced to the universe in Share Your Sign. So it's hashtag Talk That Talk, WWE. For SmackDown, it's WWE SDL, Share Your Sign. Follow off the hook on Twitter at the signal is busy and you'll see the hashtag. But what I got to say, sorry to interrupt you, Darren. I know we're running short on time, but uh, we're probably going to run a couple minutes. Well, we're going to run a few minutes over because it's 1059. Now we're supposed to be here an hour and out. We got to really, this is my fault. I'll take blame for this is that we got to stick to our hard stop an hour in and out for anyone in the universe that wants to talk. You got to get in before 11 because 11 we're gone. 
and you're going to miss your opportunity to talk and it's your time to shine. But now that we're over, I did want to say, I felt I really enjoyed sharing our signs tonight. And what I loved, I noticed that you had your shirt. What shirt was that that you had on? The Hardys. So I noticed that I, wasn't, I couldn't quite 100% make it up, but I noticed that you had the shirt on. Uh, I had the belt. We both had our signs. And it's really setting the table moving forward because I said I was going to share the bootios, but also got some Sasha Banks gear I can share, share. And then I'm sure you got lots of stuff as well. So it's an opportunity not only to share your sign while you're watching SmackDown and while you're, you know, live tweeting with Talk That Talk and then joining the pre and post show. It's also an opportunity to have uh, the universe see your gear, anything fun that you might like that you might want to celebrate. Little nod to some of your wrestlers. And anyway, I thought it was awesome. So I know I'm rambling now, but I really do. Listen, that's what it's all about. Anyone who's been to a WWE yep. event live, I can't even describe. I'm like a child. I can't even describe. I get there hours early and I'm lined up at the souvenir stand or whatever you want to call it, the merchandise stand. And you're in that line. Anyone who's been there for at least 45 minutes and you just can't wait to get up there buy a couple things. It's like we're kids in a candy shop. It's awesome. I love it. No, it is fun. So back to where we're getting at here is the end of this match between Sasha Banks and Shotzi Blackheart. So the match ends and Naomi gets into the ring. Now, to be honest with you, I thought, I thought Naomi was maybe I'd listen to Shane a little, maybe she was going to come in and, you know, you know, knock out Sasha Banks there for a second. I thought maybe she had, uh, you know, she had hurt us or something like that. But no, they turn around and tell us they're a new tag team. And to look out, Carmella and Zelina. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not the most excited. I'm not the most happiest about this. Uh, these two need to work on their single career. You know, Naomi's got to get back into that title picture because she gave Charlotte one hell of a match a couple weeks ago. Sasha's been in and out. She needs to get herself back in there. So I'm not uh, I'm not the most excited about this at all. And I, I really think it could be a waste of their time to do this and a waste of two really good superstars um, just in general. Uh, Mr. Shane, your thoughts? I agree 100%. I'm torn on the fact that I love both of them. They're both phenomenal wrestlers, and I want them to have gold, uh, some kind of strap, but so, uh, you know, my, my true feelings are I was disgusted with it because, and, and the irony is I was disgusted with it because I love them both so much. And I think they're so capable and both of them are huge stars and they both should have individual belts. And that's why we need an intercontinental belt because Sasha Banks should be, Oh Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage existed and stole the show from Hulk Hogan in a time where it was impossible to do so with the Intercontinental strap. We need an inter another thing I'm advocating for. The women need an Intercontinental strap. Get your act together. It needs to happen. Otherwise, you have nonsense like this where you have the Sasha Banks and the Naomi's of the world incorrectly assessing their career and thinking, how do we... They you know, maybe we don't have an opportunity right now to wedge our way in to the, the Charlotte and the Becky Lynch and uh, Bianca and Ronda, which is nonsense. Sasha Banks and Naomi are leaps and bounds above Ronda Rousey. So 
uh, then you have them settling. Anyway, so it's a roundabout way, way of me saying this. Uh, I love both of them. So, you know, I'm happy for them as far as, okay, they're trying to find their way with, with trying to get goals as a tag team. But truth be told, I'm disgusted because exactly like you just said as well, these are two individual superstars and they should not be set. I feel like this is them settling. And you read my mind. You know, I've been calling for Naomi to, to make it happen. And I really thought, I'm like, see, I spoke it into existence. Even though I love Sasha Banks, Naomi, sometimes you got to do things that maybe you like Sasha Banks too, but you're going to have to make it happen and maybe turn against a friend. That's what she should have done. As much as I love Sasha and I love Naomi, but if Naomi, if, if Naomi wanted to make it happen, yeah. that's what she should have done. And if Sasha wanted to make it happen, when Naomi came in there and kind of you know extended the olive branch, Sasha sort of slapped the shit out of her. Both of them are settling. For sure, for sure. Um, I I also think that you know this this is maybe their this this is the way they think that this is the only way they're getting into WrestleMania, right? So if they can get Carmella and Zelina to give them a match for the women's tag team championships at WrestleMania, then they've booked their ticket to WrestleMania. That's my opinion. That's what I think they're doing. It may not happen. I don't know, but we but we need both those women in Naomi and Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. Uh we do. So exactly. So if that's the only way, I'm still disgusted. Yeah. But if that's the only way, then they better fucking win the belts. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you know, we love we love Carmella, um, other than that stupid mask that she's been wearing lately. I don't I'm not a huge fan of Zelina, especially when she decides to bring on that silly British accent. No offense to the British people, I'm British myself. Um but um so screw the British accent. But I've I've never been a fan really of Zelina. Um, I think with like without Alistair Black here for her, I, I don't I don't really see her working out very well, and I'm not a fan of hers. Yeah. So here's the thing: I love Zelina, but in a manager in a managerial uh, capacity. So you know, I know Zelina has her heart set on being in the ring, but like I said, is that you know you can do both. You know, you could be you you could be someone who's managing and getting in there and also, you know, not just interfering, but you could be in there putting on your wrestling moves. And you know what we're lacking? Women's women managers for women tag teams. That's like that's an opportunity. Yeah. So you don't need like so that's an opportunity is that we've had women managers for men individually and men tag men's tag teams. We've had men managing women individually and for women's tag teams. But have we ever had a woman managing a woman's tag team? I don't know. Off the top of my head, uh, right? No, you know? I, don't, I, I don't No, I don't, I don't think there has ever been that, you know, the, and, you know, shout out to one woman that, you know, we'll never forget all because of, Two word, well, one word, and that's excuse me, and that is Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. No, it, that was a good try. I'll give you that. I'll give you kudos for that one. But uh, no one. Ex- okay, I got to work on it. I used to be able to do yeah. it pretty good. No one, no one is as high pitched and is yearly. Excuse me. No. I'm we're getting now. there. We're getting there. We'll practice. <laughs> anyway, we'll I love, I love, love her. I'm glad you brought her up. She's the, she was amazing. Yeah, she was. As much as she drove everybody wild with the excuse me's, um, 
she was she was very good. She knew what the hell she was doing. Um, and she's she's successful no matter where she goes. Um, so good on to good job and uh, kudos to Vicky Guerrero on that. But we got to move on. Uh, we will just quickly though. Um, I want to see Zelina managing and Carmella. If you don't take the mask off, I hope they take it off and beat the shit out of you with it. So you know they being Naomi and Sasha, fingers crossed. If they're going to get their opportunity, hope they take that mask and beat you down with it. The mask is stupid. And Zelina, same thing. Is that you know? Are, are you trying to bamboozle the world? Like, is this how you really sound? Or you you know? Uh, I don't know. Are you trying to mock the British accent? Are you trying to be someone that you're not? Not here for any of it. It's all very confusing. And your strength is in your managerial skills. Get organized. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Billy, welcome to the show. Thank you for giving us a listen. Uh, we're here before and after every Raw on a Monday, after every Raw, after every uh, before and after every SmackDown and pay-per-views as well within the WWE. So welcome. If you'd like to talk, please just uh, let us know and you can join the show. But thank you for listening in. Um, so we move on to Washabi, as we love to call him here on Talk That Talk. And Happy Corbin in the back. And um, we, we take a look back at the Elimination Chamber match between him, Washabi, and the Scottish Warrior himself, the best in the world, Drew McIntyre. And uh, we just got to love that man. And uh, after that, we come back and uh, Corbin says that him and Drew McIntyre is a WrestleMania um, type of match. Um, so... Which which it's not, it's not. But WrestleMania, not even like now we got WrestleMania night one and night two. Maybe if we had WrestleMania like point five, maybe on a kickoff show at that. Well, you know, you you know what? Um, it is what it is. Uh, Billy, did Billy want to talk? I I see him up here with us. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Anytime uh, you want to. I don't know how well you all can hear me. I'm on the road, uh, but but man, I just think. I think Drew is too talented, man, uh, to even be in a position to be put in somewhat of a big card. Uh, I don't really understand the whole pairing with him and Happy Corbin, to be honest with you, man. Uh, He's a main event caliber uh, talent, and I just really, I really don't like how how creative is using him now, man. It, it, it's terrible. Billy, Billy, where are you calling us from? Because you are giving me Stone Cold vibes right now, the way you sound. No offense. But your accent makes me sound like I'm talking to Stone Cold. I'm uh, actually Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. No, sorry. Just the way you were talking for a second, I thought it sounded like you were sounding like Stone Cold there for a second. No offense to no, you. I, but I, welcome I, to the show, and thank you for calling us. I'm going to... Anytime I get the uh, anytime I get the nod that I sound like, you know my uh, who I consider in my personal opinion the 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 best uh, the best to ever do it like across the board promos, uh, ticket sales, merch, everything. I mean, anytime somebody says I sound like you, my. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear it. And I, yet again, thank you for calling us. I know you're on the road, but we appreciate you calling us while driving. Just uh, be safe while driving there, please. Oh, yeah, I got my headset in, brother. Oh, okay. So so then we're moving on to the so, uh, Drew McIntyre, of course, uh, which was supposed to be a match against Happy Corbin, but Happy Corbin, uh, well, I'm going to say he, 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 he chickened out and decided to give the match to... Uh, Wasabi, Mad Hatter, whatever you want to call him. And uh, as we all saw at the end there, Drew McIntyre is now 2-0 against Wasabi. Um, so, Shane, your, your thoughts on this wonderful match along with Billy on this match with the man himself of Drew McIntyre? Well, I got to give a shout-out to Billy. I agree with uh, Darren. Uh, Billy, love the accent, giving me feel-good vibes. Billy's driving down the street. Wind blowing in his hair, and got to give a shout out to Cincinnati. I know that uh, even though they didn't get quite to the very end where he wanted them to be, it was uh, what a year, man! What a phenomenal year! What a feel good story! And I, you, even though it didn't turn out in the end the way you wanted it, it must have been a good time. Um, so as far as this match goes. You're preaching to the choir, Billy, as far as Darren's concerned on Drew McIntyre. I am not a fan. So you and Darren are on the same page there. Listen, you know, Drew and his sword, Sally Jackson, you know, Sarah McLaughlin. I don't know what he's calling her, but the point is, is this. Angela, yeah, potato, potato. But listen, Baron Corbin, you know, if... If I'm Baron Corbin, I'm making the same move. Is that why would I give you the opportunity to step in the ring with me? You had the opportunity to step in with me. We were just on the heels of a pay-per-view on the Elimination Chamber, and Drew McIntyre had the opportunity to call out Baron Corbin and really force the issue. And tit for tat, these are both big boys. They're both great wrestlers, similar stature. And instead, Drew McIntyre lowered himself to the easy target, the easy prey, and Brendan Schaub was shabby. And then had the nerve to use the medical coercion and dragged them in there. And like I said a million times, falls count anywhere match. Didn't even take advantage of that. So if I'm Baron Corbin, uh, if I'm being honest, Baron Corbin, in my mind, is kind of like, you had your shot on the big show. I would have wrestled you on the pay-per-view. Now? No, not so much. Well, hey, you know what? Uh Drew McIntyre is, is fantastic in any way, shape, or form. Gotta love the guy. <laughs> and the Glasgow kiss will, uh, is, it, you can never go wrong with that. I love that move. And uh, I can honestly say, don't ever let anybody do it to you. But, okay, honest question for Billy and Darren. How many times are we, like, when is enough enough? How long are we going to well, have to endure Drew? Lo- even uh, even though I'm not a fan of Drew, how long are we going to have to endure Drew lowering himself to like C and D level talent? You know, when is this going to? Well, I think, well, well, that's the thing, right? We can't, we can't be continuing this on. Like we spoke earlier about, you know, the Usos and the Viking Raiders. We don't want to see this constantly, just like we don't want to see the New Day and Los Lotharios constantly, right? So this needs to end. It's either it ends you know, at WrestleMania with the final match where we finally get to see him go one-on-one with Happy Corbin on whatever fucking night they want to do it. It's stupid having it two nights. Um, 
but it's got to end. We we can't continue this on. And and WWE, and I've said it many times to you, WWE does this a lot. They take things and they spread them out for too many matches. It can't happen. It's either got to be in the next couple for WrestleMania, and they call it a day, and that is the end of it, and we move on. And Drew, you know, comes after the ass of the table in Roman Reigns. Ah, uh, for me, man, um, I just, uh, I don't like, I don't like the writing, uh, and the storylines are just, uh, they've just went to shit, man. I mean, I mean, they're burying one of their, one of their biggest stars right now. I personally, Drew should be right up there on that, uh. Roman Brock level, Bobby Lashley level, you know, from here on out until he doesn't, until uh, until he wears himself out, man. I just really, I don't like the way he was, I, I mean, because during the pandemic, Drew carried that fucking cup. Thank you, Billy. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I will say this is that, uh, if I'm being completely impartial, is that agreed. I mean, Drew has really, you know, he was he was in the WWE, and then he was gone, he came back, he put in the work. My issue is that, you know, now that he's back, there's no question he's talented. And that, I say the same thing, I don't know, Billy, if I think he joined us after this, but when I'm talking about Naomi, who I think is, you know, on the level of the upper echelon of the women superstars and hasn't really imposed her will on trying to take her opportunity and run with it, same thing with Drew. I wanted Drew to come back, and if he wanted to seek revenge on Brendan Schaub, slap him around, and then immediately start calling out the big boys because that's the playing field that he should be competing on. It bothers me that he's not. At the very least, if he wanted a warm-up match, okay, Baron Corbin is someone that, you know, in size is on his level. But agreed, if he's in the mix, he's been in there before with the Bobby Lashes and the Brocks and the Roman Reigns, you got to call him out. You got to come down to their matches. The contract signing was tonight. Drew Mac, nothing was stopping Drew McIntyre from coming in there and wreaking havoc. And I think that's what he needs to do. If we're not going to see it before WrestleMania, certainly after WrestleMania, he's going to need to do that in order to put himself in the mix. Well, well, it, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes from here in regards to this. Like you said, we can't have this continuously going on and, and who knows what goes down at WrestleMania with this, if it even takes, even if it goes that far at WrestleMania. But he, he's got to get himself back in that, in that, in that mix. You know, it's either he's got to go and call out whoever is the double champion at WrestleMania, um, and, and get his ass in there. And, you know, we've seen everybody else try it. Let's go, Drew, get your ass in there and, uh, let's claim more some of these guys' asses and, uh, Let's get going. Yeah, I know. The, Billy, you were gonna, I thought you were going to say something there, Billy. We we're going to weigh in. Uh, no, guys, I'll wait till my seat. Okay, Billy, no worries. You, uh, you let us know when you, you just dive in when you please. Uh, we appreciate you talking to us. We know you're on the road. Um, so we're going to move on now. Um, 
So after the match, we take a look back at the start of the show, which we've already discussed, but it is part of the show. They go back and they show us a recap of the whole Sonya, Ronda, Charlotte events at the beginning of the show, which then they take us back to the back where we see Ronda um, in an interview where she's talking about her match next week with Sonya Deville. Um, and she says that it's payback for Naomi and all the attacks that Sonya has uh, given her over the last couple weeks. So what did, what did you think about her, uh, her little comments there, Shane, on that, from that interview? I mean, I was disappointed in the fact that, you know, when we saw Ronda backstage, which we do not see very often. And so yeah. I was actually excited. I thought we were going to see some drama. I didn't know. I thought we were going to see a little bit of chaos. Who knew it was going to come to the picture? Maybe someone was going to take their opportunity because we don't see Ronda backstage that much. You know, there could have been some stars lurking. Again, opportunity for Naomi. This is a rare opportunity to get Ronda behind sta- backstage where her guard is down and attack her. Nothing, nothing like that happened. And all I'm really looking forward in this, we're on the road to WrestleMania where Ronda is going head-to-head with Charlotte. So, uh, you know, that's fine. Her and Sonya are fooling around. But all I'm expecting from that match and all I want to see, I want to see Charlotte come down there. And uh, I want to see Charlotte and Ronda get into it. I really, what are we doing with Sonya Deville when, you know, we're on the road to WrestleMania, man. We're How many weeks removed? Four weeks removed? We are 30, 36 days away. Okay, so we're a little bit more than uh, four weeks removed. But um, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I, like, I want to see Rhonda and Charlotte. That's who's getting it on. Well, I, well, I think I think you are correct. And I think they, they're, they're trying to lead us into that. But I think they want to give... Uh, like, I don't know if, if Sonia, since you know she was cleared a while back ago to be able to wrestle again, or she came back because of whatever issue she had. Um, they put her in this managerial job. Now, I'm not sure if this is WWE's trying way of trying to get her back into the ring again and to get her moving uh, as a superstar again. I don't know. But I do believe that this is... I think once this match happens next Friday on SmackDown, Ronda Rousey versus Sonya, that is, I think that'll be the end of it. Um, and I, and I think, you know, from then on, it has to be the end of this for now. We can always go back to it later down the road after WrestleMania, but you really got to get the Charlotte, uh, Ronda rivalry going. We got to get a, we got to get a contract signing. We got to get some, you know, getting in there during each other's matches and, and, and attacking each other. Things like that, you know, even in the back attacking each other get this rivalry going so that the match means more and there's a bigger build-up to it come wrestlemania fucking knows whatever night that's going to be on and and you know give us something to look forward to yeah man i agree uh kind of head scratching what they're doing with uh sonya uh myself uh i mean i'm pretty sure next week it'll probably just be a little squash match I, I would assume, I don't think it'll be too much to uh, really tune into. Uh, I kind of see that backstage segment with Rhonda. I mean, they're kind of keeping her limited on the mic because, I mean, my personal opinion, guys, man, she is, she she gives terrible promos, man. Oh, her promos are, oh, uh, which sucks because she comes from USC where, 
you know, Rogan would interview her in the ring uh, pretty much like after every arm bar. And she's a good talker. I just don't know. I don't know where the disconnect is coming from UFC to WWE. But, I mean, her promos are they're, uh, they're hard to watch. You, you are correct there, Billy, with that. She is not the greatest on the mic. And uh, what I will say to that, though, is, like you said, she was good at UFC, but I think it was also because she was feeding off the questions that, uh, that Rogan was giving her. So she only had to answer. She really didn't have to come up with any kind of thing on her own. It was, it was Rogan saying, you know, whatever it was about the match that she had or whatever he wanted to ask her, and she was just answering that. But in the WWE, she's got to come up with her own stuff and her own promos. And I think that's why she's not as successful as she was in UFC on the mic. Yeah, one thing I kind of wanted to weigh in here too is that, you know, I, I will say, so I agree. I agree with, uh, with Billy and Darren. But I will say this is that I said it at the, on the pre-show is that I do feel as though, and I don't know if it was her time away. I don't know if it was her starting a family and uh, having a child. I feel like she's a little bit more comfortable in her own skin. I feel like she's more at peace and more comfortable now than she ever was on the mic. That being said, is that what disappoints me? I mean, I, I think a lot of us have a love hate relationship with Rhonda as far as her presence in the WWE, but no different than Brock Lesnar. And then finally, they came to the realization with Roman is that I am shocked that they have not had a manager for Ronda Rousey. Is that, you know, there's even though Paul Heyman is one of a kind, there's other managers that you can bring in. And again, we, we lack, I was talking about this earlier. I don't know if you were here, Billy, we lack women managers. I'd love to see a woman managing uh, Rhonda. And why haven't they introduced someone for her, someone that's spectacular on the mic, the same way they did for Brock and then Roman. And ironically enough, when Paul Heyman worked with Brock and then now has transitioned to Roman, both of them, I'm sure through coaching from Paul Heyman, have also become more comfortable in their own skin on the mic. And Brock, who would have ever thought, I'd like to hear what you guys think about this, is that Brock went from saying nothing, and when he did speak, it was very limited. I don't know if it was cringeworthy, but there just wasn't much to go on. And now, I think, I'm not saying he's the best ever, but I enjoy him on the mic now. It's been it's been quite the turnaround, I must say. Oh. He's phenomenal, man. Like, like what he's doing now, as far as just entertaining, and he's he's kind of accepted that baby face. Where, like, uh, I mean, there's no secret that Brock really doesn't like too many people, and that like it's always been the narrative on Brock. He's just there for the money or whatever. But it it, it just seems like this run as a baby face. He is taking it all in, and, like, he's he can go toe-to-toe with Roman. Obviously, Roman's got that kind of uh, Jake the Snake type of delivery now, just being really soft, not yelling, not screaming. But but Brock can take – Brock can go back and forth with barbs on Roman, man. He's, he's must-see TV on this run, man. There's no question. Yeah, for sure. Brock has come a long way, and I, 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 I hate this man with a passion. I really, truly do. Um, 
but no, this 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 new side of him, the soft side, the baby face. Um, you know, he's lost Paul Heyman to Roman. His mic skills have come a long way from the beginning, from when he first came back, where he used to say one or two words, and or when he tried to talk, it was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Um, but no, he like tonight, even especially tonight, and we'll get that into that in a minute. Um, he was very good tonight, and uh, he's come a long way. And I think I think this is what Ronda needs is someone to 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 manage her, to help her with with her mic skills now. I'm not like we don't know how long Rhonda will be here overall, um, how long she's going to be around for, but she does need that kind of help because she's not the greatest. And uh, I think if you're gonna, if if they do plan to give her the belt at some point, she's she's gonna need somebody to help her talk because those promos are not gonna be championship caliber promos, and it's it's gonna be her. Very, very difficult to watch uh, show after show with her being like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so just before we move on, first of all, uh, for everyone out there, this is Talk That Talk, the official live fan reaction call-in show, often imitated, never duplicated, taking your calls before and after every SmackDown, 30 minutes before SmackDown starts and immediately afterward. Phone lines are always open. Your throat to show we're live tweeting and we're sharing our signs while we're watching SmackDown. The hashtag is talk that talk WWE SDL share your sign. And maybe this is an opportunity for Zelina put her back in a managerial role with Rhonda. But again, before we move on, I want to touch on a couple things. I've never, Billy, it's, it's ironic that you mentioned Jake the Snake. Last night on the WWE Network, WrestleMania 3 was on. And I was watching it, and I mean, so I'm not sure how uh, what generation you're from, Billy, but if you're throwing out Jake the Snake, you're probably close to my generation, is that. So I remember watching WrestleMania 3 live, and of course, Jake the Snake was in WrestleMania 3, and it's the first time I have ever heard, I haven't even, it hasn't even come into my own mind. Roman Reigns is my favorite. It hasn't even come into my mind when you said the Jake the Snake Roberts delivery. So true. Bang on. I'd like to hear what you think about that too, Darren. I mean, it never entered my mind, but it is bang on. And that's that's exactly it. It's it's impactful, but it's it's natural and it's sort of I don't want to say a little bit of an effortless delivery, but it's within his own now, Jake the Snake, Snake, I think, naturally just completely natural on the mic. With Roman, he's kind of fell into the pocket, but there's a level of comfort. And uh, I appreciate that, Jake the Snake reference, because I do believe that's accurate. And then with Brock, I feel part of it. And I think, Darren, you can appreciate this, even though um, I think for Undertaker fans, I mean, Darren is the ultimate Undertaker fan, so I'll throw it to him on this. But when Undertaker went through the American badass phase. I was not a fan of it, but clearly it was something that was near and dear to his heart and more like who he was. And so there was a level now undertakers phenomenal on the mic regardless, but a level of comfort. My point is in a roundabout way, they've allowed Brock to be, I'm sure Brock had to have a conversation on changing the way he looked because I mean, his look is iconic. This was a 180 pivot, but this is who Brock really is who we see now. And then maybe that level of comfort with being able to be who he really is has lended uh, to his mic skills. 
So um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought about all three of them, Rhonda, Roman, and Brock. But again, really appreciate the Jake the Snake reference. I think it's so accurate. Billy, I'm going to let you clue in. If you want to uh, say any last words here, I'm going to leave you to say the last on this because we got to move on to the uh, contract signing here because we have been way over our time here. So if you have anything else to quickly add to this, by all means, go ahead. If not, uh, I'm going to move us on. Now, guys, you can move on. All right. Thanks, Billy. Um, So we move on to the... I was going to say main event, but the ending event of the of the show. And uh, just a little news for everybody out there. Roman Reigns, of course, our, uh, our w, Universal WWE champ. I can't remember which one he's got. Um, is, his reign is at 544 days. Um, I, uh, I got to say, Brock Lesnar gave me some good entertainment tonight, and as you know, I hate this man with a passion. But his his names for them, I love, and I'm going to generously use them in Mr. Acknowledgement and Mr. Dick. I will for sure take those on. I love them. I think it's fantastic. Um, so we get to that. It does go to commercial. That's, become- that's kind of rude. No, that's kind of... I don't really appreciate that, Darren. It's a little bit rude. I uh, no, it's not. It's fantastic, Mister Acknowledgement, Mister Dick. Gotta love it. The adventures of Acknowledgement. <laughs> how, how about Roman? How about Roman rebutting with Farm Boy? How about that? Give Roman some love for that. Farm Boy is eh, it's it's not the greatest name in the world. Um, uh, and then we come back after commercial to find out that it will be the Usos versus the Viking Raiders next week. We'll see if. Uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum actually want to get involved or not, or if they're just gonna, you know, ch- uh, you know, monkey out and take off and uh, not do it. Um, and then you know, Mister Dick comes out and uh, starts to say that the guards standing there are to save Brock Lesnar. I'll be honest with you tonight; those guards saved Roman Reigns. Because uh, Roman Reigns didn't attack nobody. Roman Reigns scoured to the top of the ramp while Brock Lesnar threw every one of those guards out of there, either with the table, with an F5, with a suplex. Brock Lesnar was the man doing all the fighting. Roman Reigns was the one scouring away with his tail between his legs with Mr. Dick. And uh, and I'm pretty sure, like Brock Lesnar said, those guards had skid marks in their underpants after that. Um, and none of these people are Roman's people. He doesn't own anybody. He doesn't own the fans. He does not own Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. He doesn't own the ring. He owns none of it. None of it's his. So those are my points to that. Other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fantastic little event. Um, I was hoping more from Roman, but we know we know what happened to him against Goldberg. He got his ass kicked. Against Oldberg, a fifty-five-year-old Oldberg, a fifty-five-year-old retired Hall of Famer. No offense to Gold Oldberg, but uh, he stopped roaming around real good, and uh, I think Roman's still a little scared. Know, just that. sorry before you continue. Who, who won? I, my apologies. I hate to interrupt, but who you're getting a little carried away here now? Who won that match? I never said Goldberg won. I know who won. I know it was uh, Mister Acknowledgement that won the match, but he still got his ass kicked by, uh, by Oldberg, you know, two spears. 
you know, a little thrashing around. What would he do? Uh, oh, Superman punching a guillotine. Done deal. Darren, can you hear me, Darren? Oh, yeah. Acknowledge- Mr. Acknowledgement is his name. All right, guys. I got a... Okay, I know we're, uh, we're talking about the last segment. I don't mean to veer off, but if you uh, if you all want to indulge me one question, or, 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 or not one question, but one... Uh, so, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm not, I, I'm not getting too far off the deep path. It's still relatable to the road to WrestleMania. I'm, I want to play fantasy book. So let's picture the, the, the whatever, the Heyman, whatever they're calling it. Greatest match of all time. Title for title, the unification battle. So let's say at the end, at the end of it, Roman has slayed Brock. And he is standing tall, unifies the belt, and then you hear, if you smell, you think it's going to, what is the chances that happens to, to uh, set off a year-long build-up to SoFi Stadium next year? All right, I just want to say welcome, Jacob, to the show, and also welcome, uh Kayshawn as well uh welcome guys jacob uh welcome back What's up, hopefully man? if you guys want to talk uh join in the uh the show here we've uh we're talking about the 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 last event of tonight's smackdown which is roman reigns and brock lesnar's contract signing so if you guys want to uh join in on the conversation please do so but uh to your point billy um you know what i i i, ha- I would love to see that um, will they do it so far in advance? I don't know. And I say that because the the Rock has got his, his due diligence in in his, his acting career and whatnot. So I don't know if they'd be able to do the year long. Um because how how often are we actually going to be able to get him in WWE or how often is he gonna be able to make a video to be on the Jumbotron or whatever it may be. So I, I have a feeling that match is going to happen. Will it be a year-long rivalry? I don't see it happening. No, I um, I could see a stare-off, but that's as far as it could go to me. I agree. Uh, no, I mean, I'll give you that. It was a long shot. I think it's been it's, – it's the match that any, that any hardcore fanatic, you know – yeah, I mean it has to it has to happen because you know you have this Roman on this terror. He's the head of the table of the Samoan dynasty. I mean, who's really the head of the table? The Samoan dynasty, honestly, man. It's the it's the trailblazer pie. Uh, I mean, it's it's the Wayne the Rock Johnson. Obviously, Roman is on a historic tear right now. I just think. I think they need to pull the trigger on it next year because if it don't happen next year, I don't think it happens. Yeah, um, but they can't like, and this is not a knock to WWE. Of course, me and Shane were talking about this on Twitter. Uh, you can't just always like rely on legends to come back. Yeah, it's so it's an interesting point. So here's the thing: under normal circumstances, I'm. You know, I don't 
I'm all for this current generation. You know, I lost my love for returning stars, basically to me taking the shine off of this current era. However, is that, you know, to your point, Jacob, yes. I mean, we're on the same page with that. I think Darren and I have talked about it as well. But to Billy's point, I will say this, is that this is, there's an intriguing storyline because of the Samoan dynasty. And it feels as though, it's felt as though for a couple years now. I remember, remember what they, what movie was Roman in with The Rock? where we got a lot of side-by-sides. They did some photo ops, and Roman really hit the weights hard. This is prior to... Uh, uh, yeah, I yeah. think it was Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, so there you go. And then, you know, you know, thankfully, God willing, Roman recovered. I think it was after that that we found out about the leukemia, and then he returned. But it felt inevitable at that stage. So the thing is, is what irritates me is I feel as though the rock is the one holding this up, which outside of wrestling, you know, I'm not the biggest rock fan in the world inside of wrestling. We, I mean, the rock is, you know, it's, it's, yeah, the be all to enemy. He's a legend, but it's definitely, he's going to be fatigued in the ring. Of course, he's got to get back in the ring, like wrestling before he comes back. Yeah, but I mean, I have no question about The Rock's ability to come back and wrestle and perform at a high level. I mean, he's in peak physical condition. My issue is this, if you, to, to Billy's point, if we're going to do it, let's fucking do it. So everyone's ready. It feels as though the ball has been in The Rock's court from the beginning, I believe. And I know he's extremely busy, but the point is, is that, you know, knock on wood, heaven forbid, we don't want anything to derail the opportunity that we all have to see this. So I, I think we all thought it was going to happen this WrestleMania. So definitely, but a lot of things changed. Like a lot of injuries happen, releases. It changed the WrestleMania. Yeah, it it, 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 did, it did change, Damn but I, I I don't think we can we can include the whole fact that injuries and and let goes happen because Roman Reigns has been there the whole time. Uh, and you know, if if The Rock really did want to come here and do this, Roman's been there the whole time. I, I don't understand what, what he's yeah. doing. Like, if, if this is going to happen, if this is Vince's plan to get The Rock to do this, then figure it out. Get him, get it started. Let's get this moving. Because, like Billy says, if this doesn't happen next WrestleMania, and I believe next Wrestle WrestleMania is in Hollywood, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it if, is. If it uh, is. There's one coming up in Hollywood. I just can't remember which one it is. But if it's next year... That is the time to do it. With The Rock being so big in Hollywood, next year would be the best chance for it to happen, and it has to happen. Yeah, I mean, Billy mentioned exactly. It's in SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Something tells me I thought for some reason it was scheduled to be at SoFi Stadium before and then during one of the COVID years. and then. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's yeah, what so I thought. that's what I was just thinking. Exactly. The thing that they're... It was supposed to be at the SoFi Stadium when they had it at uh, Raymond James this past year. But, yes, but, but they felt like they owed it to Tampa, so they had it. So they ran it back at Raymond James Stadium because uh, obviously the year before they had it at the uh, Yeah, so so this so next WrestleMania next year it will be in SoFi Stadium in California. And they're literally calling it WrestleMania Hollywood. So to my point, next year would be the best option for it with it being Hollywood. 
Yeah, and I mean, again, I put it on the rock. Is that? And even though he's busy, he's shown us that he can juggle many balls, and he's been doing it for a long time. He's in peak physical condition. There's no excuse. I've put all this delay on the rock. Roman has been there to Darren's point. And, you know, Roman is not going to be disrespectful, although he's up for the challenge. The Rock is at the top of the mountain. You know, Roman's not going to be disrespectful in the fact that, that saying that, well, The Rock is not coming in and giving me my opportunity to see who's the best of the best. But The Rock knows is that the door is always open. So the point is, is that, you know, The Rock needs to make this happen. If we saw, I would love to see what Billy mentioned. I mean, it would be the perfect moment. And I hear what you're saying, Jacob, is that, you know, a year long, a year long battle is a lot to ask given the rock schedule. But, you know, he doesn't have to be there every week. You know, the Brock. What? No, or maybe. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, or maybe like this, this is probably, you know, not true. Or like this is just me thinking maybe the rock doesn't want to compete with Roman because he wants to go over. Oh, yeah. I, I, I truly believe that. And I believe that would be a, I I believe that would be a mistake to put him over yeah. because if you're going to build if if, if, you're, if Vince's goal is to make Roman the GOAT, what you do, what you would do is have Roman go over and by that time, he would probably have broken San Martino's record as the longest reigning champion in the history of the company and i mean i think that, i think that's yeah. the right thing to do but but, but, but i besides the rock i don't see i don't know like because i don't watch wwe like that anymore i just like come here talk wrestling with shane because i just met shane and uh darren um i don't know who who uh takes the belt from roma i think roma's got another probably two years of that belt like, I just don't, like, you don't want him to lose it to guys like, and this is not a knock to him, but like Austin Theory, which I'm not very high on. I, I can't stand Austin Theory, and I can't ever Me neither, see. bro. I'm, I'm finally someone that can agree with me. I can't see Austin Theory ever doing that. It's bad enough that they put him in the Elimination Chamber match. Never mind giving him the title against Roman Reigns. Don't get me wrong, he, that that uh, F5 he took was pretty impressive, but like I'm just not an Austin Theory guy. I'm just not a fan Kevin of Owens would have been a far better person to put in that match than than Austin Theory. Uh, Shane, Who? Uh, Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Owens. Shane and I are just just horrible, horrid that they, they, they let Kevin Owens loose to Austin Theory to put Austin Theory in that Elimination Chamber match. And, I can't and Austin that. Theory is very young. All he could do is get better. It's just right now, I'm just not that big of a fan of his gimmick. But I could I, be I, wrong I, I in years. I, I don't see him going very far. And if he does, it's only because of Vince McMahon. And that's the only reason. Oh, Vince loves Austin. Weird. I don't understand it. I really don't. I hate every moment of it. And I'm really hoping that, you know, we're 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 done with him getting some of this push because it's horrible. But uh but yeah, so we'll see. But if it happens with The Rock, it happens with The Rock. Um, I just don't. I just don't know if it'll be a year long thing, and I don't see it happening that way at all. Um, I don't see it that way. Who's going to take it from? Ro- I don't think. I don't think he's going to beat Roman to begin with. So if it is for the title, I, I don't see him taking it off of Roman, anyways. I agree. Uh, I think that's the way it should be. I agree. I agree. And it. 
and it should never happen. Like the Rock should never beat Roman. Like, but I feel like the Rock would say, "Hey, I want to go over," or I feel like I should be the one going over. Well, I think the only way that you get him to beat Roman Reigns is if it's not for a title match. But then, what's the point? If you don't put the title on the line, because then who wants to just watch these two go at it for the hell of it? Like, I'm not for that. Like, you got to make it interesting by putting the title on the line. Well, I mean, I have an opinion on, like, who who should take it off of him. Somebody that didn't get the long run that they deserve is Big E. Oh, it definitely, in my opinion, since he's gone, Cesaro. I've always wanted to see Cesaro as a world champion. I absolutely agree with you. And uh, a few weeks ago, I said to Shane about this too, that Cesaro in his whole life in the WWE had won one uh, major championship title match against Roman Reigns. And that was the only chance he got. Yes, he was tag team champion and every other champion. Yeah, but, but like that's, I, that's exactly right. US it's nothing, history. and I and I swear I, that man deserved a hell of a lot more. And he, yeah, like the, he's arguably and what he's only in his thirties, like mid thirties. He definitely is up there, like one of the best wrestlers. You just give him a push. Like I always thought. Well, so a couple years ago he was feuding with the Miz. I always thought he should have took the title off the Miz. The, yep, our guy, dumb is. No, 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 not our guy. There's no guy here. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you know, speaking of like, if anybody should have dropped the title to Roman, I definitely think it should have been Cesaro. I agree, a hundred percent. Cesaro really got thrown to the side, and and that was the end of him. They really didn't give him much, and they didn't give him no chance. And then they expected him to resign. And I can honestly understand why he didn't, because they didn't give him anything to want to stay. Like, you gave me no no championships. You gave me nothing. So, and I'm pretty sure he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be a champion, and he's going to do very well. And like I said at the beginning, you know, good luck to him, because I really hope it comes it comes true for him. And to, it's okay if I say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. To me, what... What I saw in Cesaro, the match that told like that's told me this guy like is a champion is his best of seven series with uh Sheamus. That was that was extremely like, impressive. It was extremely impressive. And I know people great. some people kind of complained about that, and I think incorrectly so. It was impressive. Uh, wasn't it mankind who put all that together? It was Mick Foley uh, put that. I think you I think it was Mick Foley at the time when was, he was running Raw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've always been a Cesaro guy. A lot of guys, I always think that should be world champions, but just Vince is not really that big of a fan of them. Uh, I think Sami Zayn is definitely a world champion. Like, I hate the fact they have him going up against like guys like Johnny Knoxville. Like, I'm not trying to be like a hater or anything, but Sami Zayn is also one of the best wrestlers, and. You're putting him against Johnny Knoxville, Shinsuke Nakamura. Like these guys. I think they could they should be doing better with Sammy as well. I think even though he's IC champion, I do think Sammy's capable of being a world champion. Oh, he's so entertaining, man. Like Sammy Sammy uh just has that uh 
charisma and that it man like he's been he's been so underused since he's been there it's not even yeah sammy like I, there's so many other guys that I feel like could be world champions. I, I can't name them on the top of my head. Like, can't think. But there's definitely guys that I think uh, should be world champion. But, like, since it didn't happen, don't ruin Roman's reign now. you got to keep this title on him for as long as possible. 100%. Dude, I'm with you. Like, like, I, like, you know, to me, like, between AEW and, like, WWE, Roman is the best w- men world champion. Like, I definitely would have him over Hangman or Kenny's reign. Because he's just been the top dog. I mean, so is Kenny and Hangman, but this guy's he's been improving a lot. His mic skills got better with Paul Heyman being with him. He got better as a wrestler. And he's getting the push. He, he he definitely is getting the push for sure. It's going to be interesting to see. Now, to your point, and him losing. So, how do you how do you feel like this WrestleMania match is going to go between him and Brock? Do you think do you think they're going to uh, you know let Roman take both? I said this before on one of the shows, and I called it out, and I said I don't see the titles changing hands at all. I think that. Some way or somehow there is going to be a disqualification and Brock's walking out as the champion for Raw and Roman's walking out champion of SmackDown and that's the way I see it. I don't see it happening that these titles are going to go just to one brand only. Yeah, um, to get to your point, I think definitely fit. It, it, in case Roman should win the match, of course. But if it just ends in a disqualification, then that's I'm fine with that too. I'm not probably gonna watch WrestleMania, but if like that's just what I think, like I think Roman would whoa, probably whoa, take. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, let's not get crazy. Uh, you, Jacob, did you say you're not gonna watch WrestleMania? No, I I don't have Peacock anymore. Um, I, I, we're gonna have to fire you off a, a link to get that. On a live stream, I'm going to hook you up. You can't not fucking watch WrestleMania. That's insanity. Uh, well, I'll fire you off a link. You'll be good. All right. I appreciate it, boss. So, so Billy and Jacob, just talking about WrestleMania in general, what are your takes on – on? we got to go here soon. Um, but what are your takes on WrestleMania being two nights? Shane and I absolutely hate it. We think it should be just a one-night event like it used to be. But quickly, Billy and Jacob, what are your thoughts on WrestleMania? Go ahead, Billy. The the two night thing, I was I was really never a fan of when they started it. Uh, I was in uh, I was in New Orleans, not for thirty, but for thirty four, and from pre show to Brock and Roman. 45 minute fucking match where everybody was booing at the end of it. I was in my fucking seat for over seven hours. I mean, obviously, get up, get a beer, take a piss, whatever, but it's just too fucking long, man. I mean, that's the only thing, that's the only good thing is splitting that up because those shows, man, 
I remember the Brock and Triple H at, at AT&T, or uh, Roman and Triple H at AT&T in 32. I fell asleep and woke up, and, and Roman had beat Triple H for the title. Like, those, I mean, they they put you to sleep, man. They're just so fucking long. I, I definitely agree. I think, like, wrestling, two hours, like, for Raw, I think they should have stayed at two hours, just, like, Three hours with this, like, it's too much. I agree with Billy, too much. And then the two-night WrestleMania thing, I don't hate it. I really don't, but their pay-per-views take a long time, WWE, like four hours. Like, I can't really sit and watch, like, a wrestling show for four hours like that. Like, I get tired of it. I get bored of it. Like, like man, when is this match gonna end? When is that match? Just have a finish already. I do agree with the two nights, though. I like it. I, you know, if it's gonna be a big, big card, then I agree with it. All right, Shane. Any final thoughts? Because we gotta, we gotta get out of here. Uh, yeah, we're ra- we're wrapping it up. So first and foremost, uh, in all sincerity, really want to show love to Billy for tuning in and then giving us. Lots of great insight, lots of food for thought, and calling in. Uh, hope you return for Raw and SmackDown moving forward. Want to give lots of love to Jacob for all of his insight, all of his thoughts, and being a return caller. Hope you continue to call in. It's all love. Keyshawn is laying low. Hopefully next week we hear from you. And then before it turns 12... We did this a couple weeks ago, or maybe even last week. I forget his name now. And we sang happy birthday to his grandmother. So I want everyone to indulge me. Uh, if you're too shy, that's fine. But we're, we're talking wrestling, man. It's my daughter's birthday as it strikes 12. So my daughter's birthday is in three minutes. Her name is Shanisha. She's turning 25. And I'm going to kick it off. And anyone who feels so inclined, please join me. We're going to sing happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Shanisha. Happy birthday to you. Those are my final thoughts. So, I'd love to hear what I would like is a round table. Everyone, everyone's final thought on anything they want to get out there. And then we'll to be continued till next time. I'm good. Uh, quick question is off the hook. Like does that person ever talk <laughs> off the hook is the host. So off the hook is the platform for the people because the passion has always been and will always be in the power of the people. Off the hook is the host, yeah. and then Darren and myself weigh in, and anyone else who wants to call in. Gotcha, gotcha. I'll be on Twitter space tonight if you want to hop in, Shane. Okay, if I'm still up, I definitely will tune in. Yeah, brother. I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys, both of you guys, take care. You know, enjoy the weekend as it's finally here. You too, Jacob. And uh, like always, thank you for joining us. Uh, we enjoy having a chat with you on a Monday, Friday, when you do uh, join us. So thanks again for that. Yes, sir. Nice meeting you guys.
You're not gonna. You're not gonna wait for. I gotta sing us off yet, man. Hold but, on. Don't but, get but, crazy but here, my, Billy. My, my what one you thing say? is, I'm gonna say this. Uh, as much as WrestleMania is two days, and I hate it, I'm very excited. It's 36 days away, so that's my final thoughts. Billy, Billy has left us. Oh, he's gone. Yes. Okay, so everyone, keep on talking in the free world.